Whispering in His Ear, the devotional, explores talking and listening to God's message for us. Now, read God's voice in how to listen, a new companion study guide to the original devotional that provides discussion questions and more insight to the scripture that reveals how God talks to us. Get the series on Amazon. pregnancy brought me back to where where I realized that I needed him to get through that and what a gift that was it completely changed the trajectory of my life and I've been so blessed by that welcome to positively joy are you living life but feel like something's missing you've come to the right place I'm Yvette Walker your host for this podcast on finding the true meaning of God's joy joy is not a feeling it's faith And my guests and I will talk about how to avoid falling down the rabbit hole of chasing physical or emotional joy. In this season, we'll tackle spiritual growth as we discover the true joy of the Lord. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. Vonna Johnson is an author, a health coach, and a woman who, because of an unplanned pregnancy at 23, found a new path for her life that surrounded the Lord. She said people tell her that she knows her stuff about health, but when she speaks about her faith, she lights up. Vonna's two books, A Different View and Equipped for More, explore her life and these lessons. Here's Vonna. Hi, thank you so much for being on the Positively Joy podcast. Oh, it is so good to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm just so excited to get to talk to you again. It's been too long. I know it has been too long. And speaking of that, I always like to be transparent about if I know my guests. And Vana and I were on a authors an author showcase uh, around Christmas time, not this past year, but the year before, um, with with another guest. And it was just so nice hearing from these authors that were fueled by the Lord. You know, their writing was fueled by the Lord like mine. And um, so we've kind of kept in touch, but this is the first time we've had a chance to be on the show and you have a new book out. So I'm really happy to talk to you today. Oh, I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Yeah. Well, uh, the two books are called A Different View and Equipped for More. And we're going to, to jump into that in a minute. But those titles, I mean, it, they just, they are so on point. You know, it's it, it, if you're a Christian and you understand that, you know, that God is your counselor and he has you, then you do have a different view, you know, mm-hmm. and then 
he has equipped us. And so I love both those titles. And it makes me wonder, you know, have you always been a Christian? Tell us a little bit about your faith walk. You know, I grew up in the church um, when I was in, and it, this is in a different view, my my story. Um, but when I was in about middle school, back then it was junior high, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> we kind of stopped going to church and, and I veered quite a ways away from, you know, I mean, it, I always loved Jesus. I always knew that God was there for me, but my lifestyle did not reflect that. Mm. You know, God has a way of reeling us in and an unplanned pregnancy brought me back to where, where I realized that I needed him to get through that. And what a gift that was. It completely changed the trajectory of my life. And I've been so blessed by that. Wow. I don't know what age that was at, but I mean, that could, that, that has to be scary. You just, just the fact that it's unplanned. And then you kind of ask yourself, well, what am I going to do now? And we, you know, we, we have decisions, but then we have, you know, but then we're Christians. It's a scary time. Yeah. I was 23. I was um, partway through college. I had about a year, year and a half left and had taken a break and was planning to go back. And, and then this was like, oh yeah, (laughs) now I really need to, because I've got to be responsible here. I I can't just continue to drift around. So, but yeah, it was, it was, um, it was a time. And honestly, it was, I was able to take advantage of the programs that are out there that are intended just for that. I was on, you know, the welfare and the WIC and and all the things that are designed to help people that are in that spot. Mm-hmm. And I was really blessed that it helped me finish college. And when I got out of college, I was able to get a great job. And what's cool is then later, the, my career helped me. I understood the people that I was serving because I was in the housing industry, helping low-income people um, get get their life in order. So God has an amazing way of working things out. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you, you know, at a time like that, it's so easy to feel alone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in, in a, in a room full of people, right? (laughs) Yeah. You know, and it was funny because I, it really, it was lonely. Um, You know, my mom at that time, I had friends around me, but my mom was the person that, you know, I would call if, you know, if that first kick, you know, the, the whatever. Um, uh, and, and, and truly I have very few regrets in life. Um, but it would have been really cool. I met my husband. So this is kind of fun. I, I, my son was a year old when I graduated from college. Mm-hmm. And so I graduated, I moved home, got a job and my my husband within like a five or six week period of time, it was like, God was like, okay, you were obedient. You did this and here's your reward. And my only regret was that, that my son wasn't my husband's and that we could have enjoyed all of those things together. But we, you know, what's a year out of 40, right? (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's right. Well, and families come together. I mean, you know, it's, it may not be a biological family, but I mean, it's still a family. Well, and ours is really unique because um, we've always laughingly said that we have a his, mine, and their situation. I came, I came with my son. He came with his daughter, and then oh. daughter had a sister from you know her mom's previous relationship, and and yeah, we have a blended family, and those are those are our kids. They're you know that's yeah. That, couldn't love them anymore had I given birth to those girls. 
Not quite the Brady Bunch, but almost. <laughs> right. Half a Brady Bunch. Half a Brady Bunch. I'm just wondering if people are listening. If you're of a certain age, you know who the Brady Bunch is. <laughs> and if you're not, look it up. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And it, it, the the setup with our our split screen with the you know that's all I love the whole thing with Zoom because we yeah. always look like we're on the Brady Bunch, don't we? Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's really funny. <laughs> yeah, that yeah that really was Zoom before Zoom existed. Right. Oh, so good. Um, was there a time when you know and and you you were obedient and as you said. God touched you. He rewarded you after that. But was there a time when, again, feeling alone and just being afraid, 23-year-old, um, did you were, were you ever scared that you could handle this, that you were going to be able to make this? You know, I remember being asked that question way back in the day. How in the world did you juggle going to college and raising a baby mm-hmm. and doing all the things? And it's funny because to me, I was just so focused on getting through every day. I didn't think about how scary it was. I just did what I had to do and took the next step. Yeah. And what, what isn't that a huge lesson in life? But yeah. oh yeah, I really I don't think I and I'm I'm not one to dwell on the negatives in my life. I've always always sought the positive and and you know I didn't even think about it then but you know now doing what I do um I realized that yeah I was always to find that able to find that good and you know the people that were supportive of me and things so yeah it really um was it hard yeah I'm sure it was but I didn't I just got through it and what would you mind ask answering the question what were you majoring in in college that's a great question. So I had planned to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. And when I found out that I was pregnant and realized that I was going to have to take another full year of school to get the teaching degree versus I was going to be a business teacher. So like high school business. And so I, when I looked at the two side by side, being a business major or being a business teacher, I could shave off a whole year by just getting my business administration. So I shifted to business administration and it was a great decision. I had an amazing career, um, loved the work that I did. So once again, God was able to take that situation and make good out of it. Yeah, absolutely. But now you're a faith coach um, and obviously a podcaster, so how did you move into the into that realm? So when I was, I, I retired after 30 years in the affordable housing industry, and I love my work, but it was stressful. And I mean, I, I was having all kinds of just little health issues. And so I really got into different things in the health industry to help me remedy the weight loss, the stress, the migraines, all the little things that were there. I mean, nothing tragic, just just things that were annoying and mostly the weight. I just couldn't, the and sleeplessness. And mm-hmm. so I actually discovered health coaching and went and got certification as a health coach. And I got my master certification and then a life certification. And I started, as I started doing Um, that and started speaking at different engagements, um, I started, well, actually I was, I was a couple of things. One, when I would speak about my faith, I actually had somebody say to me one time, you know, you, you know, your stuff when you talk about health, 
But when you start talking about faith, you just light up. It, it's like a whole different person. And that really gave me something to think about. Yeah. And then, um, and so I started getting invited to talk about faith. But what really kind of triggered all of that too was th- the story that that got brought that conversation up is I was being coached one time. And the coach, honestly, she was very secular. And so we weren't, you know, I didn't do my vetting, <laughs> which is really <laughs> important if you're going to work with a coach. Uh-huh. And, and so there were so many things about her that didn't really click as well as I, now I would, I would not have hired her, but, but again, God used her um, because we were going through this um, meditation exercise and I can't even remember all the questions she was asking, but the, the pointed question was, what are you hiding? And I literally burst into tears. And the answer that came to me was my faith. Wow. And like so many people in the professional world, we have this idea that we have to keep that faith hidden from the world because we might offend somebody or, or you know, it might not be professional if we talk about our faith. And so really, that was kind of where I started realizing that 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 was why I was having all the health problems because I wasn't taking God to work with me. <laughs> and, and so, um, of course, it was too late because I'd already retired, but it was like, okay, I'm going to go back and I'm going to help people that are in the work world realize that he can go to work and he can help you make those decisions. And, you know, I just go back to um, come to me, all of you who are weary and and need rest. And I want people in the work world to realize that he will give us rest. It's not the rest where we lay around in a hammock and eat, you know, (laughs) bonbons all day. It's the kind of rest where we can have peace and fulfillment in the work that we do. And it's so important. We just need people to realize that we he doesn't we don't leave him at the door when we walk out of church on Sunday. He goes with us everywhere if we'll invite him to. Oh, I love this. And you and I are so similar in that we started our ministries later in life after we'd been in in our careers for a while. And and like you, and you've heard me talk about this before, I struggled with that too. Mm-hmm. And by the time this airs, I will actually have gone back into industry. And it is and it's very clear to me that I'm not going to feel the way I felt before. Well, it's going to be a whole different ball game. For a you. whole different ball game, and yeah. it's a little scary. But I know Lord's going to be with me. I'm, I'm curious to see how He works. You know, um, I'm curious to see because because I agree with you. You should not have to change yourself and what you believe and go into work every day because you are there so long. You know, you're there eight to 10 hours a day, depending on what you do. Uh, And that's a big chunk of your life. But there's a way to do it, though. I'm sure there Mm -hmm. is. And I can't wait to see how he reveals that to me. So for me, it wasn't really leaving myself. I I think, I mean, the people that I worked with knew of my faith. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it, it wasn't that. It was more kind of the people on the outer circle that I, you know, and even those people that once I got to know them after working with them, you know, you you work with the same people year after year, but it was, 
for me, it was not realizing that, you know, it was like, if I had a really tough conversation, you bet I would, I would say a prayer before I picked that phone up. Or even mm-hmm. if somebody was yelling at me on the other end of the line, I would, I would be, you know, praying, okay, God, give me the words or whatever. But what I didn't realize that I should have been doing that, you know, driving my, in my car on the way to work in the morning and before every meeting and just having that ongoing conversation. And to me, I part of me would love to know how much differently how much how much differently my life would have been had i incorporated that into every day it's kind of like i had i learned to do that once i started my own business because i'll tell you what being an entrepreneur in in the world is hard yeah i thought i could do this and i can but it's it's not what i thought it was going to be and i that my faith has grown exponentially because I've had to learn to rely on God to help me do all the things. And that, I mean, I'm looking at your books, you know, in the background and I see equipped for more and we are equipped for more. I mean, this, this may not exactly be what you're referring to with this title, but that is completely, I take that message from what we're saying now, we are equipped to do all these things and to let God, you know, guide our day. And um, I love, I love the, the, all those ideas, you know, heading to work, you know, maybe in traffic <laughs> instead <laughs> of getting mad, you know, praying. I've been listening to praise music on the way to work and I have a short, a short drive right now, but it's going to be a longer drive in, you know, in this new move. And um, I have two stations. Um, I, I listen to, to, to Sirius XM. Um, sometimes I turn that off because, you know, I don't want to pay money, but I have it on right now. So I listen to The Message, which is a contemporary Christian uh, channel. And I listen to Praise, which is a gospel channel. And I kind of go back and forth. And if they're, you know, they're they're all praising God, but it's just a different style of music. And it's just, you know, I, and I also, you know, I'm very interested in the news and what's going on in the world. So I'm going to have to, that's going to share that a little bit, but just yeah. right now I've just been listening to that and it just, it makes me feel very good and equipped to go start my day. Well, and, and that's just it. Um, and truly for me, equip for more are the 10 essential habits to stop our doubts and fear of judgment and boldly live our faith. Because the the crutch of it all, um, I, I say a different view is, kind of why we need to get back to the biblical worldview mm-hmm. and away from the secular worldview and the equip for more is the how the 10 habits that we need and and I'll you know the top 3 we need to be in the bible mm-hmm. we need to be in prayer and we need to stop turn the world off and just be still and listen because he'll tell us everything we need to know so yeah. true so yeah. true yes Yes. I've been listening to Joshua uh, on the Bible app and it's, I didn't realize, you know, I've listened to Bible in a year before, but I'm, I'm just going straight through Joshua right now. And um, I guess I didn't realize just exactly what was in that book. And it's so interesting how God used Joshua. I mean, basically it's a war book. I yeah. mean, it is, it is a book of war. And of defeating the enemies of God. And bless his heart, Joshua was there and did it until he was an old man. Yeah. Um, it, it's just, it's very interesting. And while we say God is a God of love and God's a God of peace, and that is all true, 
Um, but he also he also had to clear the way for his people. And I guess what I'm getting out of it now is that he equipped the people at that time. I mean, sometimes he told them what to do, like Jericho, and sometimes he just told Joshua, don't worry about it. I got it. They're going to fall in front of you. I mean, like, just like that. And then sometimes there's more, you know, <laughs> sometimes there's more to do. And sometimes he's just like, no, just go there. I got you. <laughs> well, and other times, honestly, what I'm learning in my life is other times it's, I mean, I've been doing this for a while now and the financial success isn't, I mean, I, I thought I was doing it for that. And now I realize that there's so much more, mm -hmm. which is really the more. I mean, to me, it's there are so many Christians out there that that believe, but they aren't living it. And our lives are so much richer if we just be obedient and and trust Him. But we want to be in control, and so I'm learning to to surrender. Mm -hmm. And and things don't. I mean, He hasn't toppled any walls down yet. But I believe that I believe that if I just keep doing what he's telling me to do, it, it, he's provided everything I need. I'm and and I'm okay with that because I I know that he's using me to get the message out to people that mm -hmm. they there are every one of us have people in our lives that do not know Jesus, and that's yeah. the more we need to live our faith and we need to to love those people, but we have to love them enough to tell them sometimes that. Um, that something's gonna got to change. Um, you, you, <laughs> the, what you're living isn't good. Isn't isn't good. Um, mm -hmm. You're be so much richer. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. So I I know you have uh, a scripture that you're leaning on right now, uh, and it's not in Ephesians, but I, it's interesting. Ephesians does it, it brings to mind the being equipped. You know, for that. But um, but I know you have a verse in Galatians that you're standing on. Tell us about that. Uh, I believe it's at the 525. Is that the one I told you about? Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like all over the place. I'm actually studying Galatians right now. And oh, my goodness, that's huge. Yeah, it's a good book. The the one right now that I'm I'm leaning on, and it goes back to that whole conversation about taking the Holy Spirit, you know, living our faith. And it's if we are living by the Holy Spirit, let us follow the Holy Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Mm -hmm. And, and that's, yeah, that's in our relationships. It's in our community. It's it, at work, um, it, everywhere. Um, and, and again, we can be really good at comp compartmentalizing our faith and we're called to follow him in every part of our lives. So, yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. And that is, uh, that is, that's the scripture that I, I need to be leaning on right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, really, yeah. really. Yeah. Especially now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah, it's, it's been a, we, we were ch chatting about this earlier. It, it, it's been a busy time in my life. It's a lot of transitions going on, you know, just, you know, cleaning out the house and having a garage sale. We both talked about how we, Garage sales, they just give me anxiety <laughs> and I don't want to run one. Um, but just, I'm just surrendering. And, and I will say this. So I had this hard decision to make and it was very interesting. It took, it took longer than I thought it was going to take just the whole process of, of, you know, yes or no. 
And when it literally, when it came to the day that I was talking to my new employer, I literally did not know one way or the other which way it was going to go. Oh, because wow. the, I didn't. Because the whole time, and it went smoothly. It just took longer than I expected. And the whole time I was saying, Lord, if this isn't what you want for me, convict me. Let me know. Let me know. And, um, you know, I think I, I think in my heart, I was trying to surrender. I was trying to say, this is your, this is your decision, Lord, not mine. I'm asking for you to, to guide me where you want to go. So I did not know, literally, up until that, when I had the phone call. Wow. And, um, and I hope that means that I truly was trying to surrender and not get my hopes up one way or the other. I just wanted to hear the answer. I wanted to hear God's answer through this man's mouth. I yeah. think that's really what I wanted. And um, because of everything that happened and the way things aligned, it seemed to, to go, other than the fact that it took a long time, it seemed to go well. You know, I'm like, this, this had to be God. And so that's why, you know, when I tell people that, they're like, you had no inkling. I, li- I had no inkling. I'm like, well, I'm getting a phone call today one way or the other. God, <laughs> the Lord will tell me. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Open all the doors that need to be open and close the ones that don't, right? Absolutely. Yes. Yes, yes. So, no, I love that. So both books have been out for a little while. And um, do you think you have a third one? You know, I think what I'm going to do is, well, actually, I've already, I'm I'm part of a collaboration with a group of women called Letters to My Daughters, Whispers from God, which... lovely is going to, you know, kind of goes along with the, your one of your books. But mm-hmm. um, what I really want to do is take the the themes from these books and do some some more children. I want I want to reach down farther to younger ages and and help people realize how important it is um, to live that live our more to live in God's mm-hmm. and more actually stands for something that's an acronym for um, basically for my journey, you know, it was like, I knew there was something missing in my life, even though I had an amazing life with a great career and wonderful family and all of that, there was something missing. Mm. And the O is order to create order in our lives. The R is to redefine our priorities and the E is to live our eternal purpose. And we all have that God given purpose. And so I want, I want to start, you know, and I've got grandkids that, really young all the way up to one's going to graduate here in a few weeks. And I want, I want those kids to realize that their purpose is more than just going out and getting a great job. It's to allow God to use them wherever they're planted to, to shine his light. And I just, I just think it's so important. I, I agree with you. I'm so glad you said that because in my book, Whispering in His Ear, it was it was around that time. It was when I got older and grew up and got busy with school and graduation and into jobs when I began to feel like he got farther from me. So exactly what you're saying, I so agree. This is a critical time in their lives. And, you know, he was I mean, he he blessed me in many ways. I was on an internship um, two internships. The first one, he put me with a Christian who who and turned me on to, to contemporary Christian music. I'd never heard it before. And then the second internship um, was a difficult one. I was away from home and just things happened, but he was very much there. 
And you would think that I would like get the hint and want to keep him closer, but you just get busy. You get out into the world. And so that's that 18 to 25 year old age where it is critical for for those people, young people to know, to keep him close. And so I love what you plan to do. Well, and, and for me, I was shocked um, recently, a friend of mine, you know, and it's like social media is that I love it and I love to hate it sometimes. Or whatever. Right. But one of my friends put out um, a post about how, and I was just shocked, and maybe you can um, refute this based on your, you know, propensity for research and all of that. But uh, is it Barna? The Barna group came out with a study that said only 4% of Americans who consider themselves to be Christians believe that the Bible is God's unfallible truth. Mm. That really troubles me. Um, mm-hmm. So there are people out there that believe, mm-hmm. but they're believing things that are not consistent with God's word. And our kids need to know that there are people out there that are going to lead them astray and they're going to twist the truth just a little bit mm-hmm. to make it sound really good because we all, you know, God tells us in his word that that the the false teachers will will tell us what we want to hear. Mm-hmm. They'll tell us that it's his his will. And so we have to know what his will is to be able to live in that. Wow. Um, yeah. So it's a big mission. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. It is. And that is a very, that's a, yes, that's very much a troubling number. There are several troubling surveys out there. I, I haven't done research on that one, but the surveys that talk about the downward turn and people who even consider themselves right of faith at all and of that Christian. Um, right. So, yeah, it, it is a troubling time that we live in. Yeah. But at the same time, He's so faithful, and we just see all these. I mean, you know, the the um, revival that we've seen in churches, um, and it's interesting because the first one, the big one that we heard about, you know, I wasn't I wasn't connected to that, but I know someone um, who actually their church went into revival, and really? it's it's different when you actually know someone. And they're like, yeah, we were just we we just didn't stop that night; it just kept going, and you know, and I, you know, I know her, I know what she's telling me is true. So it's interesting, uh, that has not happened to me at my church, but it's, it's, it's interesting to see what is going on in many cases. And then also, um, I think that there are people that are just, you know, that are searching and, you know, what we do, just trying to get the word out there, trying to get the message out there. Yes. So, Vana, let me ask you a question. How can we live our faith in a secular world where there is so much division and hatred? That's really the crutch, I think, of living our more. It's, it's, we need to, instead of focusing on the things that divide us, that we disagree on, we need to just love people where they are mm-hmm. and, and develop that relationship. And as the relationship develops, then we can be engaged in real conversations. I like to call them meaningful conversations. And that's actually what I'm trying to do with my membership is I want to bring people in so we can have meaningful conversations about really hard topics, difficult, whether it's home, workplace, wherever, those places where we need to talk truth and maybe practice with the group or or share where there's a challenge so that 
they can feel confident to go in and, you know, whether it's calling somebody out for um, being less, less than an integrity at work or, or um, maybe it's that son or daughter that um, has wandered away from the faith and we're concerned about the lifestyle that they're living. And it's, it's not always a conversation. Sometimes it's just being able to show how at peace we can be in the midst of all the storms. People see that and they're drawn to that. And so it's trusting God. And that's the big one to me. It's learning to just trust that despite all of the chaos of that storm, when he's out there walking on the water and the mm-hmm. storms all around us, if we keep focus on him, he'll, he'll give us the words. He'll show us the way. And we just have to trust him. And he'll shine a light through us. So when people are in these storms, have you ever noticed how people seem drawn to you? Because you're the lighthouse, because he's shining that light through you. It has nothing to do with us. Yeah. But that's happened to me. People have been drawn to me. And I'm like, you know, and you know, we've talked about imposter syndrome before. And I'm like, well, why, you know, why? Who am I? Well, it's not me at all. Right. It's he's working through us and we need to allow him to do that. You know, one of my favorite stories, and I actually got permission to share it in my book, was one of our fellow podcasters interviewed a man on her podcast. Um, And he he lived, he, he was gay. He was, he was with another man. And he talks about how his parents were instrumental in helping him see that that wasn't what God wanted him to do. But they didn't come at it from a standpoint of you are doing this wrong. You need to change, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. He said they just loved him. They And, and they lived their faith. And he, he saw them living that faith. And it was like, that's what I want. I want what you have. And they introduced him to Jesus and Jesus took care of the rest. That's what we need to do in this world is we don't have to fix all the problems. Mm-hmm. We just have to shine that light and and the Holy Spirit will take care of it. Yes, yes, absolutely. Vana, thank you so much. I've really enjoyed talking to you again. It's been too long. It has been too long. And um, I would love for everyone listening to know how they can continue to hear from you. So tell us where to find you on your website. We'll put it in the show notes, but go ahead and tell us how to find you on social and your website. Yeah. So most places it's, you know, you can find me as Vana Johnson or Vana Johnson Coaching. My website is vanajohnson.com and it's V-O-N-A. Johnson with an O. I've never seen a Johnson with an E, but <laughs> Johnson.com. And then, um, you know, I'm really, because I'm really, and it's one of those things where I've been kind of resisting, but I'm, I really am trying to reshift my focus towards the people that are in the work world. So I'm, I'm trying to make LinkedIn my primary place. Mm. And so that's LinkedIn slash in Vana Johnson, you know, slash Vana Johnson. And if, can I um, make an offer for people to get my little? Um, Absolutely. Okay. So I recently put out uh, or just put together uh, a PDF um, and it's called, um, I had to write it down because it's pretty new, 10 Ways to Serve God and Others Through Your Career. And it's the essential guide to finding meaning in your work. And mm. I just I feel like, again, people sometimes are just, 
it's like, I don't, I don't really love my job and I, you know, I should be doing something different. Well, God has us where he has us for a reason. And if we shift our view, our different, look at it from a different view, we can, we can learn to love our job because it's not the work we're doing. It's the work we're doing, if that makes sense. The Um, work with a capital W. Yes. Yes. So kingdom work. (laughs) (laughs) If anybody's interested in that, um, it's just, and I don't, honestly, I haven't looked it up myself. It's HTTPS, the colon slash slash page slash work. And I'll give you the link, but it's, um, it's basically um, just a, a PDF that one can download. And, and I just, I really, I want people to just know that God can use us anywhere anywhere if we if we're in his word we're we're talking to him he will period right yes i totally believe that yes absolutely vana thank you so much we'll make sure we put everything in the show notes so people can get a hold of you to get that pdf i want to get that pdf so i will be i will be getting that right when we hang up <laughs> well i'm so excited for you and where god is leading you in in your journey he's going to use you in so many ways i just i'm just really excited to see where that's going to go for you thank you so much yeah thanks for having me today i've loved this conversation thank you for listening to positively joy go to positivelyjoy.com to hear previous episodes and to learn more about our ministry and books Support Positively Joy by becoming a Patreon member and sign up for our newsletter. Thanks to Mars Coleman for the use of his song, The Joy of Knowing. And thanks to Susan Marie for editing and production of the podcast. Till next week. Oh, the joy of knowing, the joy of knowing you. Oh, the joy of knowing, the joy of knowing.